Structure, focus, repetition. This is page 117. Bear of a man. He was widely regarded as the best distiller and poacher in town. Hobbies he pursued openly with a flagrant disregard for the king's law. But despite the fact that he sold his meat cheap and fletched the best arrows in town, Bast quickly learned what folk appreciated most about Martin was that the wild-eyed man came to town infrequently and kept those visits brief. So Bast found himself grinning as he swept his gaze around the shack. He could hardly guess what sort of safeguards a true maniac like Martin would devise to keep his precious secrets safe. But half an hour of careful searching later, Bast hadn't found a thing. No stumble wire to drop a bank of stone down where the path went narrowly between two rocks. No fish hooks dipped in piss and hung face high, hidden in the branches. No deadfalls, no crossbows, no jaw traps, nothing. Bass didn't find as much as a string of bells or a shallow hole covered in old leaves. Confused and disappointed, Bass wasn't hoping for much when he finally entered the shack. But opening the door, he found himself surprised a second time. The inside was as tight and tidy a little space as Bast had ever seen. Dried flowers and herbs hung in bundles from the rafters. A rug of woven grass covered the floor. That's the page. I'm Bill. I'm John. And I'm Vin. And this page is full of dungeon dwelling and dungeon crawling fun, right? Like, right? this is a rogues gallery of interesting um, traps. Mm-hmm. I love the description. Yeah. Like fish. fish hooks dipped in pits. Like, that's terrifying. But at face level, even worse. That's so horrible. <laughs> Stumble wire, I guess, is just another way of saying trip wire. Yeah. yeah. Like a trip line. Yeah. But what what is a uh, what is a jaw trap? That would, I guess, like kind of like, like a bear, bear trap. trap. Bear yeah, trap. that's a, yes. a classic bear trap. <laughs> I, I assume a deadfall is that that's literally when... just something dropping on you. No, I... Uh, I, w- I would think a pit. No, a, a deadfall is 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 a, an actual trap. It's 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 essentially it's a um a heavy stone that is been uh lifted or held. It is imagine you guys can see me, so the readers can't. But it's like a, a stick with a big heavy stone, and when the stick gets moved, the boom. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Your okay. classic uh your classic wily e. coyote uh situation. Which is followed immediately by another one, just crossbows. Like, there's no description. Like, just just crossbows. <laughs> crossbows. I love that idea of seeing, like, I mean, everybody remembers Indiana Jones, that amazing sequence at the beginning of Raiders of the Lost Ark, when he has to evade all of the traps at the end, when he sets, you know, he has, he has, he has to run out and there's there's uh there's bolts are flying from the from the sides of the wall 
Mm-hmm. And he's running and dodging. So anything that evokes, you know, crossbows and pit traps, that that's something that just touches my heart as a <laughs> lover of fantasy. Crossbows are also um, like a much more illicit material, right? Isn't it? Doesn't Kvothe get one right um, for the arrow catch, and he has to like in, in sneak in around. And... You're not supposed to I carry a crossbow. I think it's more it's more that they're not so much illegal as just like restricted, or maybe it's un- uncouth in the university. Maybe it's just well that. in the Commonwealth in that area. That yeah, you're not supposed to walk around. You, yeah, having armed with uh, that sort of weaponry is is considered. Right, because remember he he has to go to sleep to get the crossbow, yeah. and it's it's like you know a big deal. And then and Kelvin and then, was upset and then that he had like, it. Where did you get yeah. this weapon? You know, why do you have you know? It, so so having that kind of thing, but so yeah, so so these sort of devices. But again, now didn't we speculate that Noir is in Ventus? Yeah, I think, I think, yeah, that's, I think we the, did come across. that's the thought. Now whether the laws in Ventus are different that we are not certain of, but, but then again, we're out in the middle of nowhere and having, you know, people can, you know, like in, like anywhere in the world, if you're out in the middle of nowhere, you can kind of get away with a lot more shit if you really want to. Well, and I like that. So he pursues uh, distilling and poaching openly you know, flaunting the king's law, and the reason he can do that is everyone in town is afraid of him anyway, right? <laughs> no one, no one in town is actually going to report him. It does not matter. Yeah, I, I, this is a this is such an evocative description of him that, like, even though he sells his meat cheap and fletches the best arrows in town, the thing that people mostly like about him is they don't have to see him very much. <laughs> yeah, he's like a storm, right? You just want to like, get out of the way. <laughs> Yeah, it's well enough left alone. That's true. As Patrick pointed out in the chat, people know better than to, you know. But the fact, you know, it's interesting that he sells his meat cheap. And so he's skilled. He fletches the best arrows. So he knows how to make a fine arrow. And he also doesn't quibble over money because I guess for him, catching meat is not a problem. He's good at it, so he sells it cheap. That's also why they don't turn him in. Sorry, I just put that together. If he's selling his meat cheap, they don't care that he's poaching it because it, right. it's good for them. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Very well done. I just put that together after you told me. <laughs> <laughs> um, and this is fun. Like, yeah, there's no traps. And then he gets into the shack. And everything is clean and tidy and organized. Yeah, it's a good turnaround. He's even woven grass into a rug. This is not a, a barbarian of a man, you know. I bet you Martin's a pretty interesting cat. And the fact that people in town avoid him are is they don't understand him. Yeah, and but I think he's also like he, he, I don't think he wants people around either, right? It's like he's design. he's he's this way because that's how he wants to be. Like he's not he's not sitting up against his cabin like pining for company. Like I think for he's sure. very much a a recluse by design. Yeah, but I, I was just commenting on. I bet 
I would like to hang out with Martin, <laughs> you know, for a bit, if, if he would allow it, you know, like, I would like to see like his perspective on life. Yeah. Well, his, it, it's funny because things not being what they seem is one of the themes. Right. And so here it is sort of writ into an entire character. Wow. Um, it's, I guess it's also worth reiterating that this is the, the original insert of, uh, George RR. That's why this is Martin. Oh, that's right. Yes. It's true. Yeah. It was, a, it was a nod to, uh, to the, um, because this was originally submitted to an anthology series. Yeah. Uh, Rogues. Right. That was for, uh, George RR Martin's anthology. So I guess this was a nod to, to his friend. George R. R. Martin. Yeah. Another author Crazy who has Martin. also not finished his series. How about that? Yeah. So, <laughs> is Martin as uh is George R. R. Martin as sort of Grinchly as this character? I don't really know much I, about it. I don't think so. Like I've 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 read, you know, things that like in interviews with him, he doesn't seem to be a, a curmudgeonly kind of kind of yeah. guy as far as i can discern i met him oh wow okay then then by well, all means let's have somebody who knows what he's talking about <laughs> <laughs> i mean so it was, it was uh all right so I, I was at you know i was working um i was a waiter in a restaurant in manhattan called city crab and my friend jeff was uh waiting on george martin's party and I was like a huge, you know, a huge fan at the time. And he got up to go use the restroom. So I took that opportunity to go in there to wash my hands so that the two <laughs> of us could be alone in the restroom, right? <laughs> like a comment. What? <laughs> what are you about? I just what? casually stalked the guy into the restroom. It's fine. Yeah. Dude, George up, Martin, dude, what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, washing your hands as a waiter is always acceptable. Anyway. Very important. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> so. I went in there and I washed my hands and I said to him, you know, I said, Hey, I just want to let you know, I love a song of ice and fire. And he, um, he goes, Oh, he's like, very good. He's like, well, you know, and we had a look, he's like, I hope you keep reading. And then I stupidly said in my mind, the first thing that came to my mind was, well, keep writing. <laughs> Wait, you said that actually out loud. I did. Oh no. <laughs> and, and, then I, and then and then he kind of looked at me like askance like he didn't appreciate it and i'm like you walked into that one george <laughs> he just left so so that was that was why i felt kind of stupid afterwards that's amazing Vin. but that's, that's what just happened. absolutely amazing that's i'm incredible. so proud to know you <laughs> <laughs> genuinely <laughs> I mean, uh, look, you know, I don't know. Anyway, but, you know, it was, um, and then later he was, so uh, I felt, so he was distributing these coins of the, um, I can't remember now, but they were of the, like the secret assassin society from the novels. It's been so long since I've read them. And I didn't get one of those, but apparently if like you asked politely or you gained his favor, he would give you like a little coin. And he ended up giving one to like one of the pretty waitresses on the way out who like knew nothing about the story, never read the books. And I was like, you should give that to me. 
(laughs) (laughs) But she for sure uh, wanted to keep that for herself because of all the fame and glamour. And I'm like, you know, if Derek Jeter walked in here and signed a baseball and gave it to me, I would give it to you. But because she was a huge uh, Yankees fan and that didn't work out. So anyway, that's my story about George R. Crazy Martin. And, and we're running a bit long. So. That was such a fantastic story. Thank you, Vin. Yeah. That, you have made my day. <laughs> that was lovely. All right. Well, we'll see what other kind of celebrity encounter stories we can tell on tomorrow's Narrow Page. Narrow, Narrow Page. Page. <laughs> <laughs>